Welcome to another inspirational message by Pastor Ron Hammonds, Senior Pastor at Golden Triangle Church on the Rock in Beaumont, Texas. For more information about Church on the Rock and Ron Hammonds Ministries, visit cotr.com. Let's get into the Word tonight. Dedicating the new year. That's what we're here to do tonight. This is not only the first Wednesday of 2020, it's also the first Wednesday of January, the month. And so uh, what we want to do, of course, is continue with our, our, um, our commitment that on the first Wednesday night of each month that we would pray together. We'll get to that in just a moment. But we're going to dedicate this new year first, 2020, a year of plenty. <clears throat> you know, uh, we're going to be going to Second Chronicles uh, chapter 7, chapter 6 and 7 in a moment. But uh, as you get ready to go there, let me, let me set the stage for you. When we get to 2 Chronicles chapter 7, and we've, we've gone over this so many times, 7.14, you remember, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, you know, then I will hear from heaven, I'll forgive their sins and I'll heal their lands. You, you know that we, we do it, you know, we did it every week for one solid year several years ago, and then we've been doing it every first Wednesday. Since then, we've been uh, going over that verse together, and we've been praying and just asking God to heal our land, to, to, to hear us, to forgive us, and to, you know, to bless our nation and to bless this generation. But let me give you a little background on what's actually happening in Second Chronicles chapter 7. It's about the year 953. That's as close as I could get it. It was in the fall of the year. I think that year was right at the end of September, maybe the 1st of October, okay, of the year 953 B.C. Um, the king is Solomon. He has been king now um, since about 970. And he has spent the last seven years building a temple for God. Building what we historically know as Solomon's temple. So ornate, so wonderful, so majestic, so amazing. It's a temple that David, his father, wanted to build. But God said, David, you cannot build this temple for me because you have blood on your hands. But your son Solomon will build it. But I want you to make ready for him to build it. And so David spent years, decades, amassing wealth and getting, you know, uh, uh, you know, getting all types of resources together and, and, and making alliances with other kings and other places and so that they could also contribute. And, and then when Solomon became king, people continued to contribute. And, and so Solomon has spent now seven years building this temple, and it's complete. He's about to start on his house. His house will take him 13 years to build. One of the reasons why he built his house is because he did not want his wife, he had married, uh, specifically a wife that he had married from Egypt, he really did not want this wife, this Egyptian wife with her Egyptian you know, uh, gods to live in the house that his father David had built. Those of you that go with me to Jerusalem this year, there are 50 of us going together. I'll, I'll walk you down and I'll show you the foundation of David's house right in the city of David. 
beautiful, amazing, large. But Solomon did not want his wife to live in that house because the Ark of the Covenant had been there and he considered that to be holy. And so now he's, you know, taking the Ark of the Covenant and, 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 and uh, going to be, you know, putting it into the temple. But, but this, this moment is monumental because after seven years of building this temple, it is now Rosh Hashanah, the head of the year, the new year in 2 Chronicles 7. It begins on day one of this month and then there's celebrations and there's you know, fast and there's praying and there's Things goes on for, you know, 10 days and then, you know, you get to the day of atonement and Yom Kippur and, and then all of a sudden you get to the 15th and it's the Feast of Tabernacles in the fall of 953. And the Feast of Tabernacles, tabernacle is the picture of God coming to dwell with man. In New Testament terms, Jesus coming to live with us, to tabernacle with us, okay? Indeed, we know that Jesus was born in this particular season. He would be. But here, this temple has been built. And, and, and one thing that Solomon and all the children of Israel long for, they long for God to come and live with them. And so... They have spent years and, and, uh, and, and uh, un, untold resources building a house for God. Building the house of God, which, you know, we are the house of God today. All this is great and wonderful, natural unfoldings and pictures and, and parallels to what's going on in our life. But, but, but here they have, they have one desire. They, they know that God loves them. They know that God has chosen them. But they also know that, 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 that he deserves a really nice house to live in. And so they've built him one. And it's their one hope that God would be so pleased with it that he would move into it and that he would consider it a place of peace and rest, a place for his spirit to dwell, a place for his presence. It's what they're yearning for. They want the presence of God in their life, in their city. There was so much to be thankful for because God had blessed them so much to allow them to build this and they wanted nothing more than for God to be pleased with them, to hear their prayers, and to live with them forever. That gets us to 2 Chronicles 6. Because the temple's finished. It's the Feast of Tabernacles. And here Solomon, as the king, the chosen king, the son of David, here he's going to pray. And he's going to dedicate this temple to God. 
just like we can dedicate this temple to God. God's going to be very pleased with Solomon's heart and Solomon's prayer. And he's going to do what Solomon asked. In 2 Chronicles chapter 6, verse number 40, Solomon praying, Now, my God, I pray, let your eyes be open and let your ears be attentive to the prayer made in this place. What is he saying? He's saying what God later promised us, that his eyes would be over us and his ears would be open to our prayers. He's saying, hear you know, open your eyes and open your ears to the prayers that are made in this holy place. Verse 41. Now, therefore, arise, O Lord God. Arise to your resting place. You and the ark of your strength. Let your priest, O Lord God, be clothed with salvation. And let your saints rejoice in goodness. So as they're dedicating, this is, this is the example for years, for, you know, for indeed, you know, 2,900 plus years. We have used this prayer as an example of a prayer of dedication. Let your Priest, O Lord God, be clothed with salvation. Verse 42, O Lord God, do not turn away the face of your anointed. Remember the mercies of your servant David. And then we step into 2 Chronicles 7. When Solomon had finished praying, fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifices and the glory of the Lord filled the temple. Can you imagine? Can you imagine being there on that day? Can you imagine seeing King Solomon in front of this marvelous temple where the Ark of the Covenant has just been brought? There he, he lifts up his voice and he prays, God, Lord, hear our prayers. Be attentive, Lord, to our prayers. Open your eyes. See, God, and hear what we request of you. Lord, what we want, sir, is simply for you to come and dwell. Come now, Lord, to your resting place. You see, God has already done everything for us. That's why when God created man, he created him on the sixth day. Man's first day was God's seventh day, a day of rest. That's why in the book of Hebrews, he said that there is a, 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 a problem in, in, in that men will not enter into the rest of God. You see, God is at rest. He has done everything. He's waiting on us now. Come to your resting place. Let your priest be clothed with salvation. When Solomon had finished praying, fire, can you imagine? Fire. Can you imagine seeing the fire like on the day of Pentecost? Can you imagine seeing fire come down from heaven and consume, consume, ex except, it means 
that your sacrifice is well acceptable. If you offered a sacrifice that God thought was worthy of him, he consumed it. Just like perhaps if you offer someone a meal and it's good to them, they'll consume it. He consumed the sacrifices. He consumed the, the, the offerings. He accepted them. And that's what they understood. The, fire, the Holy Spirit coming upon our life, bringing Jesus Christ into this tabernacle. God coming to the resting place, coming into our heart, clothing us, his priest, clothing us, clothing us the, 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 the royal priesthood. You know, we are a peculiar people. We're a holy nation. We are a royal priesthood. We are ambassadors of Christ. And God coming to this resting place and clothing us with salvation and hearing our cry and answering us with salvation and with fire from on high to accept the sacrifice. Here I am, God. Accept me, Lord. Hear my cry. Clothe me with salvation and accepted by fire. What a picture. What a picture. And the glory of the Lord filled the temple. Verse 2, and the priest could not enter the house of the Lord because of the glory of the Lord. Because the glory of the Lord had filled the Lord's house. No longer are we just humans no longer are we just carnal flesh. No longer are we mere, mere mortals. We have been filled with the presence of Almighty God. And the Apostle Paul would later say, he said, I am crucified, Galatians 3.13. I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Yet not I live, but it's Christ who lives in me. And the life that I now live in this flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. It is Christ in me, the hope of God's glory. God will get credit in the earth and he will be seen and magnified and worshiped and praised because of Christ in us. It is Christ in us. It is God having entered. Verse 3, when all the children of Israel saw how the fire came down and the glory of the Lord, they saw the glory of the Lord on the temple. They bowed their faces to the ground on the pavement. And worshiped and praised the Lord, saying, For he is good, for his mercy endures forever. <laughs> you know how good God is? Do you know how merciful he is? He saved you. When I saw the fire come down on my brother in law about 20 years ago, I turned. To Brenda, and I said to her about her brother, I said, there is a God. And he's a good God. How did I know that there is a God? Because he saved that wretch. Saved him. 
came into his life, I saw the fire come down. I saw the change happen. I saw God inhabit a place that he had not been before and come into a man's life and change his life. God is good and his mercies continue generation after generation after generation after generation. We're still witnessing the glory of the Lord filling temple after temple after temple after temple. As I said for the past 2,973 years since this event, we have been dedicating things to God, especially New Year's. Just like Solomon was at this Feast of Tabernacles. At this New Year moment, he could have dedicated this temple at any time. But he knew the power of a new thing. He understood that God respects new moments, new chapters, new days, new chances, fresh opportunities. God respects first steps. And God's heart is especially open when we come to a new thing in life and we are willing to dedicate it to him. Not much different than the children of Israel going into the promised land. As Joshua led them, the Spirit of God spoke to Joshua and told him to tell all the people that everything in this first city is mine. It is dedicated. If you will dedicate everything in the first city to me, you can have everything in all the rest of the cities. God wants the first God wants to be first. God wants this first day. He wants this. This is all we have. All we have is January the 1st, 2020. There will never be another one. And it begins a brand new year. It begins a brand new adventure. Something powerful, something amazing, something spiritual is ready to unfold as we offer God and dedicate to him our first. I don't know why he's this way, but patternistically, example after example after example, all throughout the word of God, God wants to be honored with the first fruits, with the first thing, with the first. And today is that day, that first day of the new year. We want to honor God publicly and we want to honor God and thank him for all that he has done all through the past. But we also want to make sure that he knows we want him in our life. The one thing we yearn for is for him to live and tabernacle with us. Without him and his unfailing love and hard work, none of us would even be here today. And sad to say that not everyone who is blessed and perhaps not anyone every time they are blessed turn to God and say thank you. I've made a commitment to the Lord that in 2020 I'm going to thank him for every blessing. I'm going to put it back in his hand. I've, I've decided that I haven't thanked him enough. 
I haven't thanked him enough for you know, the things he's blessed me with and the opportunities he's given me and the food that I eat, the clothes that I wear. I, I haven't thanked him enough for the friends that I have, for the cars that I drive, for the, for the people that say nice things. I haven't thanked him enough. I can't, I can't continue to thank him every, you know, third time. <laughs> I want to be conscious of God's blessings because I believe this year is a year of increased blessings, a year of increase. This building, I don't thank him enough for it. Our sound system, I don't thank him enough for it. You know, I, I know that may seem small, but what is it in your life? Who is it in your life that you don't thank him enough for? That you don't verbalize? You know, I mean, I will, God knows, but no, listen, verbalizing it to God, honoring him. What I've decided I'm going to do this year is that I'm going to start being very conscious and I'm, 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 I'm committed to this, that when someone compliments me on something or when someone likes something that I have or, or, or sees something that I get, I'm going to make sure that I say, yes, the Lord blessed me with that. Yes, God blessed me with that. And even when they don't ask, I'm going to try my best to work it into every conversation to let people know, let, let me tell you what the Lord blessed me with this week. Let me tell you what the Lord did for me. You know, not trying to lead them anywhere. I want to lead me somewhere. I want to lead me somewhere to a place of being thankful to where God knows that, that I appreciate everything he's given that it's dedicated to him. You know, I just thank you, Lord, for all those DeWalt tools. I did something, I did something really odd this year that I don't know that I've, I've never done it before. People always ask me what I'm on, what I'm on, you know, especially, you know, you know, family. Well, what do you want for your birthday? What do you want, you know? So when they asked me what I wanted for my birthday this year, I went on to amazon.com. And I went to the DeWalt 20 volt cordless. It was time for me to upgrade. And I can't tell you how many of those things that I put on my wish list. But I could go home and count them because the Lord blessed me with every one of them. And there's a bunch of them. I mean, a whole bunch of them. And I'm just so grateful to God. But my kids told me and my grandkids told me that they were so thankful to me because it was the first time that they ever knew what I wanted and what I could, you know, what they could get me. Because, you know, many times people buy you stuff and you say, great, and you see it again next year when you're cleaning the closet out or something. But, oh, let me tell you, I am so thankful to you, God. Let me tell you what the Lord did for me before church. I opened up 13 new DeWalt boxes. Let me tell you what the Lord did for me. 
I did it with a smile on my face. Praise the name of the Lord. Glory to God. Isn't God good? God is so good. Why in the world would someone not want to follow a God like that? I didn't even have any front teeth when I was 14 years old. They had rotted out. These are store-bought. And glued in. You know, what did the Lord do for you? Oh, we serve a good God. Oh, praise the name of the Lord. Now, we want God to continue to bless. I, I, I want God to continue to bless me this year. And he's willing to and he's able to. And I just want to dedicate it all to him. Even before I see it. Even before you see it. You see, because God blesses what belongs to him. He blesses what's his. I just get to use it for a little while. But I know it's his. And if he wants it, all he has to do is let me know. Yeah. That's the way we want to live. We're going to pray together in just a moment. And we're going to publicly dedicate this year to him. But here is what God said back to Solomon. Solomon, we, we saw what Solomon prayed. Listen to what God said to Solomon. Okay. He said to him in verse 12, Then the Lord appeared to Solomon by night. And he said to him, I have heard your prayers and have chosen this place for myself as a house of sacrifice. That's what they had asked. Lord, come to this house. Come and dwell with us. God said, okay, I've chosen it. And he says in verse 13, listen, when I shut up heaven and there is no rain or command the locusts to devour the land, send pestilence among you, if my people, listen, if you go through any bad thing, even if I, even if it's a part of my judgment or my, you know, me being upset, listen, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, humility is only a recognition of need that I'm not sufficient. God is my source. If, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, not just my hand, not just my gifts, but seek my pleasure, then if they will turn from their wicked ways, I will hear. Then I will hear from heaven, and I will forgive their sin, and I will heal their land. Let me tell you, 2020 is going to be a year of more than enough. And let's all remember that when we are blessed this year, that we have dedicated this year to the Lord. And I'm going to dedicate every blessing that I get this year, every blessing the church receives. I'm going to dedicate it to the Lord. Every gift that you give, I'm going to dedicate it to the Lord. We're going to please God this year. We're going to thank him for everything he gives. And then we're going to be a blessing with what he blesses us with. Amen. Let's, uh, let's open up our hearts. And, Father, it is in the name of your son, Jesus, that we dedicate the year 2020 to you. Individually and corporately as a church, 
Lord, we dedicate, Lord, this day and every day that from this very first day of this year, Lord, that you, Lord, would come, Lord, and be pleased to dwell here, that you would choose this place, Lord, as a resting place. Lord, as a launching pad, Lord, as a place, God, where you will hear prayers, Lord, and bless people, God. Lord, we pray, sir, that we would please you this year. Encourage us, Lord. Inspire us. Remind us, God, every day of the blessings that you have given, Lord, that you are giving and that you will give. As, Lord, we give this year back to you. We give our lives back to you, Lord. Fill us, Lord, with fire, Lord, and with your glory. And God, use us, Lord, and make us a blessing. Make us a blessing, Lord, to our family, to our friends, Lord, to our neighbors, to our community, to, Lord, our state, our nation, and this generation. Use us, Lord, as a blessing, Lord, to our enemies, Lord. And those, God, Lord, that don't know you and need to know you, oh, God, bless us this year, Lord. God, we call upon you, Lord, to fill our storehouses, Lord, with abundance. Bless us, Lord, with health, Lord, and with wealth, Lord. Bless us, almighty God, with wisdom and strength, Lord. Bless us, God, with your mercies, Lord, and your forgiveness, God. Bless us, almighty God, with joy and with peace, Lord. Bless us, sir, Lord, and make us a bountiful blessing to everyone that we see. Lord, teach us, God, how to always honor you and glorify you in everything we do, in everything we say, in all that we have, Lord. For this is your year, Lord, and we are your servants. And we dedicate everything we are, all we have, to you in the name of Jesus.